0: Good morning. This is Michael Stoller for the Stoller Real Estate Report on the Cats Roundtable. I'm very fortunate today to have two guests of uh, of honor to participate on the show. I have Brian Kelly, who's the President of Development for the Gotham Organization, and I have the Reverend A.R. Bernard, operating with 37,000 members at the CCC in East New York. Thank you for both being here. So, Reverend, we didn't expect to have a reverend who's involved with real estate. But let's talk a little bit about what you're doing with the Gotham organization.
1: First, Michael, let me say it's great to be with you in the studio. It's been quite some time since uh, we've had an interview, and uh, it's, it's just great to be here. So since then, we've taken a fresh look at our 10 and a half acres in Brooklyn and decided that we want to do something significant for the community. And that required the right partnership, and we went through a process of some two to three years and met a gentleman by the name of Brian Kelly, along with the Gotham Organization, David Pickett, and the whole team, and we found someone who uh, shared our values, our philosophy – and someone that we could work together to do something new and innovative. In fact, it's called the Innovative Urban Village. And I think it's one of the first, the only kind in the country, I believe, right? That is correct. Uh, and this kind of a partnership, faith-based partnership with, uh, you know, a developer, uh, very established developer in New York City, uh, it's, it's, it's wonderful, it's extensive. Brian, uh, time for you to weigh in on this.
2: Reverend, thank you and Michael for having me here. I echo what Pastor said is this is an opportunity on a national level to create a model which we believe can be replicated throughout the country, not to just address housing issues, but to address Issues inequity create social mobility, and that's through larger comprehensive planning that brings things to the table that address community needs that have been shared with us by elected officials, community members, uh, civic organizations to sort of fill the void. And those voids are things such as the need for 24-7 daycare, addressing the digital divide through a cyber cafe, creating employment opportunities that are not just about collecting a wage, but creating a path forward, essentially establishing upward mobility. And and then many times over the decades, housing has been created where it's let's create affordable housing and it's all one income band. And from our perspective, this is an opportunity in East New York and to be replicated throughout the country to create diversity and mobility for those of the lowest income means to those who are of the middle class who have been just alienated significantly and this is really a template to address
0: that. Now you, you've been very involved with the affordable housing in New York City. You have projects with the Covenant House, you have projects in the Lower East Side. So why don't you tell me a bit about those projects and also explain for people because they don't really understand how somebody wins the lottery, literally the lottery for an affordable apartment.
2: The sad truth is winning the lottery for affordable housing is like winning Powerball if if you were to apply for an affordable housing unit you may have 10,000 other applicants seeking the same unit which really is, reflects the crisis that the city is in but the way we approach things is the Gotham organization and reflected in our partnership with CCC is looking to develop double bottom line Projects, And that means projects that have socially driven missions to them, whether it's creating a turnkey space in the Lower East Side for the Chinese American Planning Council, whether it was building a brand new debt-free facility for Covenant House that was purpose-built, 80,000 square feet, and included every amenity under the sun, including a federally qualified health clinic, 120 beds, full-court basketball court, education centers, and classrooms really comprehensive planning combined with housing.
0: So how do people find out, I know there's something called New York City Housing Connect, but how do people find out about affordable apartments in different parts of the city?
2: Marketing of affordable apartments is through both the papers, online, website templates, signage, and most importantly, to make sure local community members is through informational sessions and pounding the pavement to create awareness because the application process alone is is, is arduous. There's a lot of paperwork involved to show that you qualify for those income bans, which creates or establishes affordability. So
0: what is the income bans specifically in the, the reverence project?
2: the bands were tailored based on the feedback that pastor and I received from the community and that the bands are anywhere from 30 to 80% for the rentals and 30% to 100% of the area median income for home ownership well, what does that mean in basic numbers it could be household incomes as low as 25000 to household incomes in excess of 100000 And the objective there was to create that mobility for East New Yorkers for IUV. And
1: Michael, we're talking about 100% affordability. There is a middle-class housing crisis in New York. We have, especially in East New York, you know, a generation who is upwardly mobile experienced uh, unprecedented levels of education. They're making $70,000, $80,000 to $100,000 and they can't afford an apartment in this city. So this project speaks to that and changes the narrative of East New York. The way up is not out. The way up is staying and bringing your resources, your creativity, and let's create community.
0: Have you looked at East New York before, the the reverend's project?
2: Uh, We have throughout Brooklyn, but at the end of the day, opportunities arise through relationship and identifying need and partnerships that really work at the end of the day. And when we looked at creating a village here, the sort of moniker was that The village is something that addresses uh, a greater need, which isn't just housing. It's about establishing a community that would be more livable, walkable, civic. For example, the Innovative Urban Village is going to have a three-acre open space that we call like a campus quad with a performing arts center adjacent to it, a workforce development center, and 24-7 childcare for... I think that
0: 24-7 is unique, so the... uh the parents could have upward mobility in different jobs, so at least somebody's there because child care normally is, you know, eight eight hours, and now you're providing 24-7.
2: And Michael, in addition to that, we, we always heard from the community that intergenerational housing was critical as well as creating equity through affordable home ownership. So if you were to look at some renderings of our plans, we have masonettes lighting the interiors of our planned streets with front stoops to create that civic sense of ownership By the larger community of the village and to integrate it within East New York as a whole.
0: How about the transportation? You're planning shuttles?
2: We'll have a shuttle that operates in peak a.m. and evening hours, Monday to Friday. We'll have a loop on Saturdays and as well as to assist with mobility uh, during Sunday church hours.
1: And, Michael, the the four pillars that really support the project philosophically is environment, people, programs, and sustainability. And to partner with Gotham, uh, of course, with Brian directly, it was finding a partner who appreciated those four pillars. And that's how the project developed, and we're looking forward to shovels in the ground in 2024.
2: You recently obtained financing? We closed um, on a facility for pre-development, which enabled us. We rezoned the entire master plan we completed around Thanksgiving of 2022. We expect to close the first phase um, this coming March, which would generate nearly 400 new residences, which would include our fresh food grocery store. And the second phase we expect to close by the end of 2024, which would be for the next 500 residences. And that would include things like the 24-7 child care, the grocery, workforce development Okay, center. with
0: with regard to the FRESH program, could you briefly explain what the FRESH grocery pro- program is?
2: FRESH grocery is really intended to incubate locally grown vegetables and fruits. From the well, Veldt Parkway, I assume. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, I, there was as a few years ago, Michael, that we were looking at uh, creating indoor farming. You know, there's hydroponic farming, um, aeroponic farming. And how could we create some type of local connection where we can bring fresh groceries? You know what happens in communities like East New York. You, you have supermarkets that tend to exploit the people, inferior products or high-priced products. We want to introduce healthy living through healthy eating. Brian, let's,
0: with like a minute and a half less, let, let's talk about the Covenant House project that you've been doing in the Lower East Side project.
2: Covenant House was a partnership that was a, t- a dual objective. One was to create Covenant House a brand new home, and second was to establish for them an international headquarters for their office space. It was a partnership that had three former buildings that were dilapidated of no great existing use, and over the last five years, we vacated several, built Covenant House a brand new home, then closed on a property adjacent to it, and we're about to top out on a 47-story tower just north of Hudson Yards, which will also include Covenant House's office space. Next door to the facility that we completed last year, it will have 450-plus apartments, 30 percent of which will be permanently affordable to moderate and middle-income households, as well as neighborhood retail.
0: Last question. Explain the micro-units
2: micro units we call the abode by Gotham, uh, which are homes anywhere from 325 square feet to 400 square feet. The objective is to create a market rate residence, which is at a lower price point than a typical studio. It's really interesting in that they include a Murphy bed, which can fold in and out of the wall to create a customized experience where it gives you more space. They're furnished and include things such as a kitchenette and a full bathroom. And on the typical floor where the abodes are, there's lounge area with additional cooking space, co-working areas, really a place for folks to socialize.
0: Ten minutes is definitely not enough with, with the Reverend and you to be here with me, so we'll have it another time. And I'm so happy that we're here and we had the opportunity to have the Reverend here at the studios of WABC. Thanks, Brian, and thank you, Reverend. See you next week.
1: Thank you, Michael. Thank you.